school will soon be out. And I remember when summertime hit and I was so excited to have my children home, but it wasn't long before I heard a chorus of there's nothing to do or I am so bored. Mom, what are we going to do? There's a lot of things that mothers do to make summer a fun time for their families. But today we're going to talk just about one thing you might want to incorporate. And also, I promise we're going to start hearing some speeches from our 2023 State Mothers of the Year. We'll have a couple of those today at the end of the program. Stay tuned. Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another. Thanks for joining me. I am Deanne Taylor, your host for the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast. And what do your children do in the summertime? That's a query. I never seem to have enough time to get everything done, but still there are things that are important to get done during the summer and encourage your children to continue to grow and develop and have fun at the same time. A couple episodes ago, we talked about the library being National Library Week and I had three guests, Ann Forrester, Diana Fassbinder, and Shay Wells. They had some really good ideas about encouraging their children and getting them excited about reading. And one of our mothers will share her story about she didn't think she was a good reader. Maybe you fit in that category or one of your children. We have some good things to share with you today. First, we're going to talk with Diana Fassbinder. Diana has been married to her husband, Rick, for over 23 years. They have three children, ages 21, 17, and 15. Diana works part-time and is involved in the children's organization in her church. In what spare time she has, Diana enjoys spending time with her family, reading, attending concerts for various music genres, and watching movies and TV. And I know she likes to do that with her children, too. Is there anything you'd like to share with our mothers about reading or learning? I think just keep at it I know some kids don't enjoy reading and a lot of times it's hard for them I've helped in elementary schools a lot in my kids classrooms and I've been able to help with those struggling with reading and I know and this is personal everyone has their own thing but I know some kids are taught well don't follow along with your finger you should read without following along sometimes I have to to help stay focused and so when I help those kids, I said with me, it's okay if you use your finger, because sometimes that helps you sound a word out, especially kids that maybe struggle with dyslexia or just really are still working on sounds. But I've talked to a lot of grandparents, mothers who they just kept trying with their kids to find something. And then once they find a book that resonates with them and oh oh I like this and then they find that genre or that area that they enjoy and then that sparks their love of reading so sometimes it just takes 
effort to try. And even if it's a graphic novel, you know what, it's still reading. And if it's their age group, then that's appropriate reading. And I know it's like, well, it's a comic book, but you know what, if it, if it gets them reading, that's what's important. And as long as it's appropriate reading, then that's okay. And hopefully that will expand to other things. That's good. I liked what you mentioned, helping them find something they like. I bought a book for one of my grandchildren and my daughter just told me that this is the first chapter book he'd ever read and he's 10 or 11. And now he realizes how fun they are and where the story can go. And sometimes you just have to find something that piques their interest. Yes, exactly. Wherever we've lived, our library has had children's programs, whether it's summer reading or story time once a week. And it's just a good way to get out of the house, especially in the summer when it's hot (laughs) and go to the library. You mentioned that the library is a very good parenting tool. Yes. Have you found that to be helpful for you? Yes, it's good. We've used it not really for rewards, but just getting involved in reading and which reading helps in all aspects of life and in school and helps with social interaction and rule following and being aware of others. In a library, you need to be respectful because other people are trying to read or learn. And it's a good way, I think, to teach kids to be aware of others and different social situations. Well, that's valuable in, in every aspect of life. Now, your oldest is 21. Has it always been this nice and easy to take them to the library? Have they always enjoyed it? They've always enjoyed going to the library. Sometimes the activities, as they've gotten older, not so much, but I've never forced it on them. There are some days when they're a little where it's more of, I need to get out of the house, so we're going. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to do your little program, and I'm going to go find a new book for myself or something. But usually they've really enjoyed it, and I haven't ever really pushed it. If it's not something, an activity they're interested in or I don't really feel like going to the library. That's okay too. So I've tried to keep it very open and very easy going, I guess. So it doesn't become a battle of, you have to read, we have to go to the library. So it continues to be something that they love and enjoy. That's a really good point. I think mothers of young children will really enjoy hearing that saying, okay, maybe I need to back off. This is not the day to go. We can go tomorrow or maybe just wait until next week. Right. And they'll take it from there. (laughs) Great. Well, Diana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I've enjoyed being here. We have another special guest with us today, Shell Wells from Colorado. She is married to Taylor Wells, and they have two adorable children, ages four and two and a half years old. Besides being a busy mom, she's a dog groomer and grooms dogs at her home. She's an avid learner of different hobbies. Currently, she's learning how to do stained glass. Welcome, Shay. Thank you for having me. Shay, when we talked about the libraries, you shared a few examples beyond reading about how the library has impacted you as well as your family. What other things have you and your children learned because of their experience with the library and learning? They have STEM projects there in bags. You can check out STEM bags. And so we brought a magnet one home and the kids were learning how magnets work and making shapes of it. And so they just love to go for all the different things. I've talked about this before, that it's important for children to have that opportunity to, to explore. 
And that's why libraries are important, particularly through reading, because they can read about many, many different aspects of hobbies like you are pursuing and professions and things like that, that help you get to understand your children better and what they like to find out about. Yes. And I'm just really overjoyed. And then my mom will come, she'll come up and she'll be just looking around the library with them. And we're really into, my whole family is into baking. Everyone loves baking. And my mom found like these great British baking show cookbooks that she checked out. And then there was a holiday one, like Halloween treats. And so she checked it out so she could do baking things with the kids. And they were super excited to see these cute little edible ciders and stuff that they could make and be a part of that. And I just love being able to encourage them to try all sorts of things. They learn so much when they're younger. That's why I'm excited to have you with your young children going to the library and sharing your enthusiasm and their enthusiasm about going to the library. They are going to be so much further ahead when they enter school because they will have a love of learning and a love of reading. And I think that's very important. And the other thing that I've started learning is I think this is a really good opportunity to teach them because they're kids, you know, they're, they're, they watch Bluey their new favorite game was the floor is lava. And in one of the episodes, the girls are actually using books as stepping stones in the lava. And so I come downstairs one day and they're using the library books as stepping stones. So then I opened up, okay, these are other people's things. And so that was helping them with that. And then we checked out a book that they had checked out eight, nine times. And we had taken a break from it. We checked it out again and someone had been reading it and it tore in the page. And my daughter was so upset that the book was torn. I'm like, this is why we need to treat all the books really softly because it's just like how you're sad because someone wasn't careful. How do you think that would make another kid feel if you had their favorite book and they get it back and you tore it? And so then now the way they read, they're like really careful about turning the pages <laughs> and they're really careful where they put the books. <laughs> well, that's good. That teaches them respect and honoring other people. And that's great. There's a lot of things you can learn by taking your children to the library, isn't there? I love the library, so it's important to take care of that because I've told them like if you're not treating these nice we are never going to the library again because if I can't trust you guys to access polite to their resources they're not going to want you to check their books out anymore and they're never going to the library again what <laughs> well it helps teach them responsibility at the level they can understand and I think that that's a great idea there's a lot of things you can learn because every opportunity you give your children is a new adventure and it's a new learning opportunity for them they're in charge of their books. If they pick them out, they have to carry them in their book bag. But it's like, once they check them out, it goes in your book bag. You're in charge of it. When we go to the library, you bring your book bag, you return your books in the chute. This is all up to them. And they've totally stepped up. And it blows my mind. I'm like, really? We could give kids this age more responsibility than I think we do if we just help them learn along the way with it. Oh, that applies to anything in life. You can do a lot of things if you're given the steps and the training to do it. And they are much smarter than we give them credit for. They are. <laughs> what is the most valuable aspect of the library for your family? I think it is it's getting me out of the house because I realize when I'm just cooped up in the house not doing anything, we're all getting frustrated with each other. We get upset with each other on how we're behaving. So it gets us out of the house. And then there's other parents there that are thinking the same thing. And the library is so well stationed and laid out that we can just sit there. It's a kid's area and it's all safe for them to just go play. 
Is there anything else you'd like to share with our mothers about reading and learning and using the library or just reading um, and learning in general? I would like to say that recently I've realized I always thought I was a bad reader because I was told I struggled with reading and retaining what I read. And if it was fiction, I kind of forgot that I was really good at it. But I always compare myself to my brother who apparently has insomnia. And <laughs> that's why he was up till like 4 a.m. reading a book. <laughs> I just thought he was way more dedicated than I was. And then once I got out of high school, I felt more confident going to the school libraries. It's, these are appropriate books. These are books that should cover all different levels. And I always felt comfortable. And then I'd only go to the public library if I needed a book and I knew what book I was looking for. So then I take my kids and I go into the adult section and I'm like, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to read. I don't know. So then I started beating myself up that I wasn't a good reader. Finally, I was talking to my husband about it, and he's like, I'm sorry, there were two books that you just bought that you were loving reading, and you read them in two days. And I remembered everything from it. And so then I started asking my siblings, because they, again, we all read appropriate books, and so I got references from them. And I realized, I'm not a bad reader. I just didn't know where to start and how to do that. So really getting into anything, if you want a new hobby, go check it out at the library first. Go just check out a book. It never hurts. And if you don't like it, great, you go drop it back in the bin. Or if you do, you could just start. It is incredible the things that you don't know if you don't try kind of thing. Right. Well, you've done it for your personal enjoyment and your personal development. And I think it's really nice of you to be open and honest that you didn't feel like you were a good reader, but there weren't opportunities for you to become a good reader. Because maybe you just focused on the educational junior high, high school. I have to learn this. And a lot of us don't retain well. So it makes it more of a struggle. But it looks like you've learned your niche. You know what you like and you know what you enjoy. And you know you can develop yourself from it. So I think that's a good message for all mothers that don't get stuck where you think you are because you're better than that. I keep telling mothers all the time, you're better than you think you are. And, and if your kids uh, see you reading, they're going to, I've noticed that I've been reading and then I'm like, oh, it's, they've been quiet way too long and that never is good. That is never good. And I look up and they just went and got random books off the bookshelf and we're sitting on the other couch just reading to each other or like pretending Logan was sick and I was reading him a book and then they'd swap. And I was like, what made you guys do that? I'm like, well, you're reading a book. So we thought we could read one. Good example. Yeah, leading by a good example. Thank you so much, Shay, for spending time with us today and sharing your enthusiastic support of public libraries. Thank you for having me. I'd like to introduce Ann Forrester, who is a wife, mother of three children, ages four through nine, children's book author, and former TV news reporter. Anne created the Read Your Heart Out Project, a literary initiative that strives to empower children to become leaders for up tomorrow by reading today. Always one for a good story and recognizing the benefits of reading aloud to a child, Anne created a read aloud story series on YouTube to help children develop reading readiness skills. Anne loves to read to her children and visit libraries and bookstores together as a family. She spends her time volunteering at schools with her local PTA and with literacy organizations, encouraging every child to find a good book and read their heart out. Thank you, Anne, for joining us today. Thank you, Deanne, for having me. I am so excited to talk about literacy. It's a topic I am very passionate about. 
your children, do they look forward to go back to the library, just not for an activity necessarily, but to get a new book? They are. It's really fun when they get a little bit older and discover the genres or maybe the series that they really enjoy. And that's what makes it fun. So I think the key is really finding what is exciting to them, what interests them. When they were younger, we kind of just bring home a, a whole ton of books and, you know, go through them, read them. But as they've gotten older, they've really developed their own interests and personalities. So finding what they love to read, and that's going to help keep that excitement of reading. I think it also helps them long-term in deciding what interests they have in their lives. I found that interesting how unique each of my children have been as they explore the library and find new books. It, it kind of helped introduce me to the personalities and the love of my children. And that was very helpful on how I parent also. Exactly. Yeah. I've noticed with some of my children, they are, um, oh, what's the word? Like they're more maybe analytical about how they approach things. So I definitely agree. It is eye-opening when they start to develop their their own interests and, and areas of passion for them. Perfect. Is there anything that you'd like to share with our mothers about learning? It is so important to foster that love of reading and books from a young age. And, you know, if you haven't started maybe when your child was younger, it's never too late to start. You can always start reading aloud a story. And that really strengthens the parent-child bond. At night, we read to our children before bedtime. And as they've gotten older, we've dived into maybe different book series and we've started reading those. And they take longer to read, definitely, maybe, you know, months. Um, but it's fun to build those relationships together. So reading is not just about academics. It's about building those personal relationships with your children. And it's never too late to start if you haven't already. And if you are doing it, continue to do that. Everybody loves a good story. So read to your children, engage with them. If they have books they're reading in school, ask them about it. Even my daughter, she's a pre-reader. She doesn't read on her own yet, but she will repeat the stories that we've read over and over. And that's just as important because they're building those connections in their brains and they're expanding their vocabulary. They're hearing fluency when you read to them of how words should be pronounced and, and sentence structure and things like that. So it all is important and everything contributes to their success. So I always encourage when I do presentations in school or on social media or whatever it may be, I always encourage read 20 minutes every day because it's just a little habit that pays off big. That's good advice. And thank you so much for spending time with us today. You have given us a lot to think about. And I hope our listeners and our mothers will understand the importance of reading to their children and reading themselves. It's a way to grow in reading different types of stories, gain information, and to build your vocabulary. I'm still building my vocabulary. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate your time. Reading is an adventure. It can open up so many things, not only for your children, but for you as well. Take time this summer to expand your vision of how reading and maybe even the library can help you and your family develop new skills and explore exotic places, even if you can't travel to them. 
and spend time together reading and adventure. There's lots of things to do when you get your family involved in reading. Summertime is upon us and we always like to talk about health and fitness. Well, for some of us, I mean, we should have started this fitness thing a long time ago, but we can always start again. Next time, Julie Cangelosi will share with us her tips on what we can do with health and fitness. Be sure to join us next time. I promised that I would start sharing the three-minute speeches of the 2023 State Mothers of the Year. The topic of the speech is in mother words. That opens a whole broad variety of topics, and each mother brought her own unique personality to that topic. But before we listen to the first two state mothers, I want to let you know that nominations for the 2024 Mother of the Year are now open through September 15th. Start thinking about that special mother who has impacted your life. And then go to www.americanmothers.org and click on nominate. Include her contact information, your contact information, and a paragraph about why you feel she should be recognized as a mother of the year. You'll also find a little bit more information about what the role of mother of the year is. I know you know someone special. Now for the speeches. First, we have the 2023 Mother of the Year from Utah, Meg Johnson. Meg's motto is, when life gets too hard to stand, just keep on rolling. Meg was paralyzed while hiking and is a C7 quadriplegic, wheelchair bound, but determined. Meg played murder ball and was the winner of the Miss Wheelchair American Spirit Award. Meg is dedicated to helping others recognize their purpose and potential, not in spite of personal disabilities, but because of them. She speaks often and has published many talks and has authored five books. She partnered to create Jumping Turtle, a company that provides a platform for speakers. She founded the Princess Pageant, which strengthens girls in wheelchairs and their families. She is the recipient of the Athena Award. Meg continues to help people of all disabilities keep on rolling with her newsletter, Meg's Monday Message, which is read around the world and is an online influencer. Meg and her husband have three daughters and many tea parties. Meg Johnson from Utah. I brought my family. They're back there. Can you guys wave to all the people? Just wave. Just wave. I love them so much. I always wanted them in, in my church. They bless little babies when they're born. And um, they would go up and they bless all these babies or whatever after I got married. And I would fold my arms and bow my head and then weep. I wanted to have kids so badly. Um, I've always wanted to have kids. I always wanted to have a family so much. And then when I was 22 years old, I still wasn't married yet. And I went down to Southern Utah in the Red Rock area. And I could walk at that time, at least in the morning, and then I accidentally fell off a cliff while I was hiking, and I broke my neck, and it became a spinal cord injury, paralyzed from my chest down without the use of my hands. I'm a C7 quadriplegic, is what they call me. It's my title, I guess, in the medical community. And it means a lot of things, but mostly I thought it meant I wouldn't be able to take care of my family. But I worked really hard, and I got a lot of successes. I really learned how to do things. I went back to college, I graduated. I learned how to pick my own nose. Big <laughs> deal. You can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose, and that's a lie. 
I did have a, quite a lot of successes before I got married. And then after I got married, I got published. I became a teacher. Um, it was really exciting, all of the successes that I was having. And then six years after, after we got married, we got pregnant. And I was so excited. My body's just fine. I just kind of, you know, it doesn't listen to me. <laughs> but I could get pregnant, and I got pregnant. I was so excited, and I was just this little roly-poly in my wheelchair. And um, someone, someone who didn't know me, and didn't know about my successes, and didn't know how hard I worked and had worked, um, called Child Protective Services. And I got a case, and it was, it was scary. And they called me, and they were going to come over with policemen and check me out. And, and it all worked out. It all worked out. It was, all, it was as if they were asking me, like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you could have children, that you could raise a family? And um, it was a very scary time, but it all worked out, and it worked out okay. And um, I had a lot of PTSD after that. I, I was really insecure about what people were thinking of me and how they were judging me when I would pick up my child, when I would care for her. Yeah, you cheer for mom. <laughs> and, um, and so I wouldn't really let people hold my daughters very much because I was I was like, no, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. It takes a village, but you have to open the door and let people help you sometimes. And that's what I've had to learn. It's not, it's not a fun lesson to learn, but it's a lesson we have to learn. Um, my, my key day of motherhood came when my daughter came in with my very first bouquet of flowers. She was two, and she picked all, every single spring bulb from my garden. <laughs> and painstakingly shoved them into a water glass. <laughs> Handed me this water glass of all the flowers, my heart burst and sang in a way that no standing ovation or published book on the shelf could ever do for me. Um, at around the same time, her little friend looked at me and said, is that your mom? And I know who I am. Big question. Um, who do you think you are? And that's all I ever wanted to be. Thank you very much. Next is Brittany Stewart Lyons, the 2023 North Carolina Mother of the Year. Now, before I put her speech on, I have to admit that I did change the battery before Brittany started speaking, and it gave out about 20 seconds before the end of her speech. Fortunately, her husband was really kind and recorded her speech later so I could add that last little bit that tells a lot about Brittany at the very end. You'll notice when it happens, but now you know why. Brittany Stewart was born and raised in Durham, North Carolina. In her life, she has overcome many obstacles and has never allowed anything to step in her way. At just three years of age, Brittany lost her father to a tragic accident. She grew up in the church, singing at a young age and working with youth. In 2014, Brittany married her middle school sweetheart, Minister William, and had their first child, Carter. She graduated with a bachelor's in psychology in 2015 and a master's degree in science in 2021 while also raising six kids. Currently, Brittany is enrolled in a PhD program in psychology, where she is chasing her dream of becoming a child psychologist. Her goal is to help children and adolescents recognize the different behaviors they face day to day, while teaching them different techniques on how to deal with them. At the end of 2022, the Stuart Lyons family welcomed the arrival of baby lucky number seven. Brittany Stuart Lyons, the 2023 North Carolina Mother of the Year. It's funny because just last week I was looking at my 
vision board at 2.13 and I did not see mother up there. <laughs> um, so as we all know, being a mother is very challenging and at times we're hit with different situations. Um, just last week, I was hit with a situation from a five-year-old that I didn't think I would pretty much have to talk about with him at this moment. Um, I know that they're living in a different day and time. And as we got to the daycare for me to drop them off, um, he was greeted by one of his classmates, who was a male, he was wearing a dress. My son, I, he was trying to figure out exactly, mom, why is he wearing a dress? I know that for me and my husband, as parents, our goal is to raise children who are kind, respectful, thoughtful, compassionate for people, who also have empathy for others. Not only caring for their community, but brilliant, critical thinkers who are not afraid to take risks, and all of that walking in the will of God. In that moment, in that moment, I wanted my son to understand Matthew 7 as well. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. That golden rule that has been instilled in me at an early age, that even though they may not look alike or even be dressed alike, that love, in spite of, love always wins. I want you to know how much I appreciate you joining us on American Mother's Mom to Mom podcast each time. I love spending time with you and sharing the joys of being a mother. During the 2023 National American Mothers Convention, I was able to talk with a lot of mothers and they shared many ideas of things they would like to have during the podcast. So we're working those ideas and bringing them to you. Remember next time, health and fitness, always a fun topic. And have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom -mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for, nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services.